The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore. I'm so happy that you're here with us today because I am going to be welcoming an incredible, incredible person, Lisa Robinson. And she is the founder of the Red Robin Song Animal Sanctuary. We're going to talk all about the sanctuary and about Lisa's vegan bed and breakfast. So I'm really excited about this. And meanwhile, I know you've got so many podcasts to listen to, and I'm so happy you've chosen this one today. And as always, I'm wishing you and your family good health Boy, we don't have anything, do we, if we don't have good health? Good health. That's the most important thing. So let's get right to it. I am so excited to welcome Lisa Robinson, who is the founder of the Red Robin Song Animal Sanctuary, a nonprofit animal sanctuary whose mission is to provide a forever home for rescued farm and domestic animals. Lisa is also founder of the Red Robin Song Guest House. It's a vegan bed and breakfast nestled in a serene setting in the hills on the New York side of the Berkshires providing a great location for the wonderful animals and for a relaxing and rejuvenating stay. And boy, that sounds fantastic. I'm very excited to welcome her to the program right now. How are you today, Lisa? I'm great. How are you? I am great now that I'm speaking with you. You are an amazing, amazing person and an amazing woman. And I am just thrilled to be speaking with you today. I mean, running a guest house and a sanctuary and everything you're doing for the animals and all the amazing animals you have. I am absolutely, I'm just in awe of you. So I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy day to be with us. And I know so many people are interested to know what inspired you in the first place to open Red Robin Song Guest House, which is a vegan bed and breakfast? Well, actually, um, a few different things really inspired me. Um, one, I had been vegan myself for about 10 years, and I was really um, just beginning to feel a sense of urgency to help others understand all of the benefits, not just to animals, but to the environment and to our health. Um, so that was one reason. Another reason was as a vegan myself who loved to travel, um, I was just so surprised to see how difficult it was to find a place to stay with a decent vegan breakfast. 
um, it seemed like it's, it should be such a simple thing, but I found myself just skipping breakfast many times, and it was just so unfortunate. Um, one, one time I was even given, while everybody else had beautiful, elaborate breakfasts, I was actually served a clamshell fruit plate from a grocery store with a price tag still on it. <laughs> so it was also something I wanted to create for other vegans, um, and that's been one of the most enjoyable things. I've met so many great people. Um, and then the last reason, of course, was um, financially I had uh, decided to adopt some, some farm, an- farm animals and uh, some goats and some other animals, and the guest house was a great way to help cover the cost of their care and introduce other people to our mission here. What a great idea. And really, yes, that's, that's a great way to help support these beautiful animals that you shelter and take care of now. And I agree with you. You know, I, when I used to travel a lot and travel a lot as a singer, you know, they would always have you be in a hotel and they'd always have free breakfast from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. You'd go down <laughs> to the breakfast and there was no breakfast to nothing. eat. Nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. And And, they, and would even, you'd either have to have dried cornflakes in a little tiny, those little <laughs> tiny boxes because there was no vegan milk to have with it. Right. Or you would just have coffee or tea and that would be the whole thing. Or an apple. There would always be an apple or right. banana. So then you're trying to get through your whole busy day and you've got to rush off and you've had an apple or banana and some cornflakes with some water at the best. You know, oh. So I, I, lo- I, I love this, this. Go ahead. Or worse, they would serve you something um, and tell you it's vegan, and then you would find out that they they didn't, especially back then, they didn't understand what that meant. So you found that the potatoes were cooked in butter or, um, so yes, you know where I'm coming from. (laughs) I do, I do. And that's what I think is so wonderful about what you're doing. And of course, I'm really thrilled about the Red Robin Song Sanctuary. So please talk just a little bit about the mission of your wonderful Red Robin Song Sanctuary. Well, the mission, um, you know, the primary mission, of, of course, is to provide a forever home um, for the animals and provide care for them. So um, we have a variety of animals that will live here with us, um, uh, with the exception of um, one of our uh, residents here. I do have a wildlife rehab license, and I'm caring uh, currently for an orphan beaver. Um, so we do do a little bit of wildlife rescue and they will be returned back into the wild one day. But for the most part, everybody here is is here for good. Um, And the other mission, too, is when visitors come to, you know, they just love connecting with these animals, and it's a good way for us to kind of um, educate them on how they can think a little bit more carefully about their everyday actions and how it impacts animals. Um, So one quick example, um, we have... uh, um, rabbits here that were rescued, and people just adore spending time with rabbits. They're beautiful. They have great personalities. And I'm surprised at how many guests are shocked to learn about um, animal testing for cosmetics and bath yes. and body products. Yeah, yeah. So our bath is, of course, full of wonderful cruelty-free and vegan shampoos and lotions and body products. And people are very interested in learning and making changes, but they just don't know. Um, so that's another mission is to kind of the animals help us help people help their friends everywhere else. 
What a great idea and what a great mission. And I never really thought about that till you just brought it up. Of course, what a great opportunity, not only for people to see, visit, and, um, you know, enjoy firsthand the beautiful animals, but to be there staying, have a delicious vegan breakfast, and then, oh, yes, this is a wonderful shampoo, or this is a wonderful body cream, or great hand washer. Oh, and it's vegan. What a great idea. I love it, love it, love it. Now, you talked about rabbits, and I was so thrilled a couple of years ago when you emailed me and said that when a beautiful, beautiful rabbit was named after me, let's just talk about little jazz. Oh, my goodness, yes. So um, we had um, rescued um, a... uh, uh, fluffle. So a group of, of rabbits is called a fluffle <laughs> from um, from a situation where they just weren't being cared for. Um, and one of the special little bunnies, she is just a showstopper. She's very uh, glamorous looking, an Angora rabbit. And at the time, um, I had just been watching a lot of your episodes, um, The Jazzy Vegetarian, and something about her just reminded me of you. (laughs) So as we were coming up with different names, um, she just got a great personality. She's very uh, fancy, long, pretty hair, and Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, the name just stuck. So we call her Jazz for short, but her full name is Jazzy. I love it. I love it. And she is so And, of course, she's also vegan. (laughs) <laughs> oh, good. I like that. Well, uh, you can learn more about Lisa and the Red Robin Song Guest House and Sanctuary at redrobinsongguesthouse.com. That's redrobinsongguesthouse.com. Don't get go there now. Go after the show because we've got a lot more conversation with uh, Lisa right now. And getting right down to it, I was really impressed when I saw about the diversity of the animals that you have at the sanctuary. A lot of animals that you don't often see at sanctuaries well first of all the little beaver that you're working with right now we'll talk about the beaver in just a minute but you've got yaks rabbits mini donkey and you've got pigs of course Uh, pigs so many of them need uh, help and and goats so let's just talk a little bit about the incredibly charming personalities of each of these animals just a couple of sentences of the top wonderful charmingness each of these animals has and we will start with rabbits okay um rabbits yes they are such sweet creatures i guess that the main thing i would like to mention about them um unfortunately most people see them in a setting where they're kept in a cage or kind of confined um but they are wonderful companions that are meant to be house pets. They can be litter box trained, um, and they really do have great little personalities. Jazzy is an example. Um, when you come walking into her room, she comes running up to you. They'll jump on your lap. Um, they're just very sweet, wonderful creatures. Um, it's all different. Some like to be held, cuddled. Some maybe don't like to be picked up, um, but they just have sweet, charming personalities. And they're often overlooked as a choice for a a companion, a pet. Um, Mm -hmm. And wow, litter box trained. Actually, I knew that. You just reminded me. I had a friend who had a rabbit years and years ago, and the rabbit just walked around the house like a cat. And he had a little litter box, and he was so sweet. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I might have to add, though, on that quickly, um, they your house does have to be bunny-proofed because they do like to chew, so things like electrical cords or papers or things like that. So um, other precautions need to be made, but if you put a little work into it, 
they can live right along with you in your home. Well, another animal that people do take on as pets, and they are a lot of work too, but they are smart, 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 are pigs. Talk about pigs, if you would, please. Yes. Oh, yes. Pigs are another animal that I think um, a lot of visitors that come to see us, and, and most of them come from New York City, so they um, have little, very little experience out in rural areas, and um, they are very surprised to see pigs are such charming, friendly, lovable animals. And um, people are also surprised at their intelligence levels. Um, pigs are very, very smart, as you, as you already mentioned, and people don't realize that. So, um, yes, they are, again, a lot of work. I think sometimes they're, um, especially the potbelly pigs, people buy them yeah. kind of spur of the moment and don't really realize what a commitment it is. Um, yes. But, again, wonderful animals. And, uh, again, a great example is people eat our delicious breakfasts with sometimes alternative meats or alternative bacon and, and realize, wow, um, you know, you can have a delicious breakfast and not have to um, eat something that comes from this wonderful animal that we call friends. I agree. A hundred percent. And that's the main thing. And that's something, too, that has changed over the years since I started the Jazzy Vegetarian Program. There were not that many uh, great tasting meat analogs 10, 12, 15 years ago. But now, I mean, they're just in any major supermarket has, you know, some kind of vegan meat. They just have a really good uh, variety. And I think that's also something great that you're doing, Lisa, is that people are coming and they say, oh, my gosh, that pig is so beautiful. He's so smart. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't eat him. So that's it's, and then and then you serve a vegan breakfast. I love it. Now, this is yeah, something. I, go, go ahead, please. Oh, I was just going to really quickly going back to the other benefits, too. People are also very surprised. Um, many of our guests have never had any of these alternative meats mm-hmm. um, or even something like a pancake, which they expect to taste horrible. They've never had a vegan pancake. And um, they're just so surprised at how delicious the food is. And many of our visitors have high cholesterol, have um, heart disease in their family. And so we really also just try to make sure people are aware of the the health benefits for eating this way. Love it. I love it. Now, I was surprised when I went to your website uh, again last week, and I hadn't realized that you have yaks. And I really know very (laughs) little about yaks. Um, Give us just a, a few little things that are so wonderful about yaks. Oh, boy. Well, um, I didn't know much about yaks at all either. (laughs) Um, I developed a a wonderful um, friendship, actually, um, through a movie screening that we did here at the guest house um, with uh, a a friend who is a Tibetan lama. Um, He's affiliated with a monastery, and uh, in that Tibetan Buddhist religion, um, they're very, very heavily in... um, uh, helping animals, all living creatures, all sentient beings, um, and they really have a very, very heavy vegetarian or vegan um, mission as well. Um, so I developed a friendship, and this wonderful man had recently found uh, both the pigs and the yaks. He was the one initially responsible for rescuing all of them. Um, They initially came from a meat farm. So um, that's how I um, 
found out about these animals, and we worked together to provide a forever home for them here. Um, so yaks are just, um, they're amazing creatures, and um, it's just been a joy to, to learn about them, and um, guests are just blown away by how beautiful they are, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a joy to help care for them. Yes, yes, they are. They are so, so beautiful, so striking looking. And if anybody would like to learn more about Lisa and the yaks and all the other animals we're speaking about today, and uh, perhaps you want to schedule a stay at the Red Robin Song Guest House, you want to learn more at redrobinsongguesthouse.com. Goats. Goats. I love goats. I just think they're <laughs> so sweet and so charming. And just tell us something that we may not already know about goats. Oh, boy. Well, I think most people might know this, but, but many don't realize the extent. I, I would say what sticks out to me the most is just how curious they are. <laughs> they just, um, the minute you walk into the room, they want to know what you're doing. They follow you around. Even when it's something not so fun, like if one of the goats is um, getting their nails done, or unfortunately sometimes they need a shot if they're not feeling well. Um, e- even then, the rest of them will come running over and they want to get up in everybody's business. So um, I-, I think most people kind of know that about goats. But, wow. um, uh Yeah, and they're just, uh, again, they're, they're great to have around. And they were actually the first... Um, other than um, some cats and dogs that, that were part of the family before the mm-hmm. guest house and the animal sanctuary was started. Mm-hmm. The goats are what started it all. And um, I had a visit to another animal sanctuary, Catskill Animal Sanctuary, uh, many years ago um, and just fell in love with the goats. And that's kind of, that was another inspiration to, um, wow, I, I need to do uh, something more with helping rescue farm animals, but also help other people understand um, how they need our help. And what a great, great thing you're doing for the world. What can I say? Well, last but not least, you talked about a sweet little beaver that you're working with. <laughs> and that's something, too, that most people really don't know uh, about the personalities of beavers. I don't know that much about them, and I'm hoping you would share that with us now. Oh, I would love to. In fact, um, Beavers, I think, are one of the most misunderstood um, animals out there. Um, un- unfortunately, um, most people see them as a nuisance. Um, here at the sanctuary, um, especially when we share a video uh, on our Facebook page or um, do something on our website, people just go crazy because they're when they're they make little baby noises. They're sweet. They um, they're they're hard workers. It's so fun to watch them build their little lodges, and they're they're just great, great animals. And when people see them in that setting, they just fall in love. But unfortunately, outside of here in the real world, usually when people are introduced to beavers, it's because they're on their property and they see it as a negative thing. They might be chewing a tree or mm-hmm, um, changing mm-hmm. uh, changing their pond, and. Um, the first reaction, there's a lot of myths, too. I've heard, we get a lot of calls about, how do I get rid of this beaver that's on my property? And people, I don't know where they get these ideas that they will 
I've heard everything. Attack their child, attack their dog. Oh, goodness. Give, give somebody rabies, uh, just, just, which, you know, it, it's, it's really not the case. And um, if you're a landowner and you have a beaver on your property, there's so many things that you can do to learn to live in harmony with beavers. And beavers are actually um, considered a keystone species, and they're a huge benefit to our ecosystem. Um, they actually create, their, when they build their dams, they um, create wetland habitat, which provides um, help to other animals. So they help other creatures in many ways. They improve the quality of water. Um, in fact, in some areas, because of the, the um, work that they do with the water, they actually increase green vegetation. And in some areas where there's a lot of drought, they help drought issues, and they can even reduce the amount of wildfires. So there's so much good that beaver uh, do um, for our, our ecosystem, um, but people don't see that. They see them more yeah. as a nuisance. So um, we really like to raise awareness about how it should be a cherished um, animal and we should help them. Yes, uh, absolutely. Wow. I, I knew that they did a lot of thing. good. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and what people might not know, so the reason um, a lot of other uh, animals, so for instance, um, our most recent uh, resident here, a beaver named Bullwinkle, um, who came in as an orphan, um, people don't realize that when a beaver is in the wild with their family, um, they need their mother and father, their family unit, for two to three years before they're ready to go out on their own. So when we take on an orphan beaver, um, it's not like other wild animals where we can only have, we just need to take care of them for a couple of weeks or a few months, and then they could be released out into the wild. Mm -hmm. um, they really need to be taken care of for um, at least a couple of years before they can venture out on their own. Wow. And it's very difficult to find a release spot because we need to find an appropriate um, pond with the right kind of trees uh, where they'll be welcomed, where you know there won't be someone who's trying to trap them. So it's a real challenge not just caring for them until they're ready to be released into the wild, um, but also finding a proper release spot. So, oh, my um, goodness. Yeah. Well, thank um, you for for doing that. Thank you for taking care of the beavers and <laughs> and. But how could you release him? He would be so in love with them after three oh, years. Oh my gosh! Don't get me started. It's 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 very difficult. Oh my gosh! I can't even imagine. Well, you yeah, you are um, you are amazing, and we just got about. Uh, 35 seconds left here. Now, okay. where is the Red Robin Song guest house if people want to visit you? Yes, we're in New York. We're in Columbia County in a little town called West Lebanon. Um, we're about two and a half hours north of New York City, um, right on the border of Massachusetts and New York. Fantastic. Well, I hope anybody who's listening today and is in the area will certainly think about visiting the fantastic Red Robin Song Guest House and Sanctuary. If you want to learn more, you can go to redrobinsongguesthouse.com. That's redrobinsongguesthouse.com. And we're talking with Lisa Robinson, who is the founder and the innkeeper. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be with us today. And I certainly hope we can do this again. And I'm wishing you a happy and a healthy spring. Thank you so much. What a joy to be on your show. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do. Thank you.
learn more about Lisa and the Red Robin Song Guesthouse and Sanctuary at redrobinsongguesthouse.com. That's redrobinsongguesthouse.com. Wow, what a fantastic person, Lisa Robinson. Thank you so much for being on the program, Lisa. Well, I've got some fantastic music that I think really pairs well with this show today from Sweet Honey in the Rock. And we love their music and their message. And this is featuring Sweet Honey in the Rock on vocals. We've got, of course, the whole group, but on the lead vocals, Carol Maylard. And this is called This Place Inside Where I Can Rest. Out on the deep blue sea, I sing this song for me. My song of love is free. This place inside where I can rest. This place inside where I can rest. Oh yeah. Love is blooming fragrant flowers from my soul. To see the light of love in every face. That's the way to go. Every soul's a drop of God. The ocean of delight we live inside. Pure love resides. This holy loving place inside. Where I can rest, I take that time. I stole my mind I hear the music of the spheres This bliss fills space inside Where I have my holy, holy, sacred rest I Shanti I dance the love of God for me I dance this dance for free My soul rejoices in this truth My soul supremely free Close your eyes and gently breathe where your peace begins, you are blessed, so very divinely blessed. This peaceful, quiet place inside, we all can find that rest. Honey in the Rock, this place inside where I can rest. 
You can learn more about Sweet Honey in the Rock at sweetheneyintherock.org. That's sweetheneyintherock.org. Love their music. Well, as always, this goes by way too quickly. I want to share with you that Jazzy Vegetarian, the television show, airs every week on the Create TV Network. You can learn more about that at createtv.com. You can also learn more about that at jazzyvegetarian.com, where we have lots and lots of vegan recipes and videos and tips and, oh man, so much information. If you haven't visited, I hope you're going to visit after the program today, jazzyvegetarian.com. And also do check out createtv.com and see if the program airs near you. It airs all across the country. And, uh, well, it's a fantastic television show. What can I say? I want to thank you so much for listening today. And until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, the Jazzy Vegetarian. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on The Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, Don't take your dreams lying down.